श्री श्री गौराधम की जाए गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए वैष्णव वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीवन नाइस टू बी विद यू ऑल वेरी नाइस टू हैव आग्नि हियर फॉर सच अ wonderful kirtan he's famous throughout the world he told me last night that wherever he goes they pay for his ticket except for here <laughs> <laughs> and he pays to come here so <laughs> he said it's worth it <laughs> it's uh, we would if we could but <laughs> we can't so we don't but <laughs> it's very good Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the price of my my speaking. I think that's the that's the, the fare. So good to have you here, and it's very nice to have Bhakti Bhant Bhakti Bhant archives here as well. Feel the real some real spiritual strength from that. Um, So we are going to continue with our you're here. I thought you were going to be delivering milk today. Abi. You're here. Oh, I I came back in time. I made a special effort to see. You're listening. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, I uh, would continue with our uh, discussion of the Poganda Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. um and uh we 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 started that the other day and of course uh, the poganda leela is the boyhood leela hmm, of chaitanya mahaprabhu and in the context of speaking about that of course we uh, inevitably segued as well into the boyhood uh, pastimes of uh bhagavan shri krishna because gor and krishna are one श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य राधा कृष्ण नहीयाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीवाजीव
So uh, the Pogonda Lila is b- briefly, uh, as I mentioned, discussed in uh, kind of a summary in the uh, Adi Lila, 15th chapter of Krishna's Kaviraj's uh, text, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. The um, immortal character of the life of Chaitanya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, so, in, in in brief, as I mentioned, primarily his uh, Pogandalila consists of his preoccupation with uh, with education, with learning, and even becoming a, uh, a teacher. Um, that may extend into his Kishore Lila as well. But um, along with that, uh, some significant events also took place. The passing of, uh, well, the uh, the uh, the departure of his elder brother, Vishvarup, um, who, who at about 20 years old uh, left home and took sannyas. That was quite traumatic for the family. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and uh, the passing of his father from the world, Jagannath Mishra, hmm? the Nanda Maharaj of, of Gorlila. Um, he advised his mother about, he, uh, he requested his mother to observe a codice, hmm. um, which she wasn't at the time, because at the time it was thought that a codice was only for widows who were bad people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something like who had done something wrong, therefore they were widows. Uh, he had a different idea about that, and um, she followed his his lead. And um, the Bhagundalila uh, then culminates with the marriage of uh, Vishnu Priya, which was something that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu more or less uh, committed to uh, marriage in general. At the uh, um, in response to the instance in. Uh, of uh, Vishvarup, his older brother, taking sannyas. Hmm. So, we'll try to go through these things in brief. Uh, Krishnadas says, Gangadasa Panditstani Pandirvyakaran Shravana Matri Kante Koila Sutra Vritti Gaan So, um, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to study grammar, Sanskrit grammar, hmm, his teacher was Gangadas Pandit, Gangadas Pandit Kijai. Hmm. And uh, here it said that Shavan Matri Kante Koila Sutra Bhittigan. He was, uh, be- really, really means he was really the best student of Gangadas Pandit because he immediately learned the grammatical rules and uh, definitions by heart upon hearing them once. This is a kind of a um, hagiographic. Uh, uh, device uh, in, in in this type of genre of literature that uh, is a, constitutes a sacred biography of a spiritual hero. You find them in the, this time period of the uh, uh, late mid mid to late sixteenth uh, uh, century. Um, you find them in different. Uh, um, religious traditions. Hmm. Um, it's a way of saying that he was very, very special. 
very smart. Um, and we all may take it literally, if we like, as well. He learned everything. He's the source of knowledge. What would be the learning? His learning, obviously here, is the parallel uh, is with the uh, the formal schooling of uh, Krishna in Udaipur under the guidance of Sandipani Muni. So the same thing is said about him. He was the best student. He learned everything. Uh, first, he, lear- he was taught and it was learned, something like that. No homework was required. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and of course, then there is also the the um, connection that's made on the part of uh, great devotees of the time between Sandipani Muni and um, Gangadas Pandit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Gangadas Pandit is identified with. Uh, mm, Who's the guru of Ram? Vishamrita. Vishamrita. And also the Duras Muni of, of Gopal Tapani Upanishad, who's the guru of the gopis. Right? Um, they learned from him, Krishna's a brahmachari, which was rather peculiar, <laughs> seeing that they had just spent the night with him in the forest. Um, so... The mystery of that. It's really a mystery of how one could be engaged in ways that otherwise look material but aren't material because there's no self-centeredness involved. It's a way of saying that the house is fine, you just need to change the foundation, which is not that easy, but it's easier than starting all over again. You have to bring someone in, jack up the building, Take out the old foundation, put the new one. But it's uh, so a little, little heavy lifting there. But uh, <laughs> but the very basic structure of life, as we know it, is um, something that's, if you will, in place in spiritual life as well. If it is to be spiritual life, we have to question if our spiritual ideal is going to be something that is in every way different from our material life, and if such a sadhya or a goal is posited, whether we even want to go there. Because we kind of like our life in, in many respects. We like our friends and family and and, uh, and so on. <laughs> and so Gaudiya Vaishnavism has a very robust uh, idea about the nature of the Atma. Hmm? And um, it, it, in, it in this regard, it... Uh, it says to us that the atmas, uh, in 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 the in association with the material environment, the Maya Shakti develops in a particular way. As we all know, we're experiencing it. We get a body, a mind, a personality, um, and um, family and friends, and so on and so forth. Right? Basically, we 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 conceive without thinking of it, of ourselves as doers, agents of action. Hmm? That there's something about us that's called a self, and it m- really m- resides more in the, in, a, in the mind, which is kind of subtle and very subtle and not physical, hard to touch it, right? 
you keep trying to touch the mind and you keep touching the brain, right? Some people think the mind and the brain are the same, but many things that we do are done by the brain, but we're not the brain. Because as fascinating as brains are, <laughs> um, they, there's no reason to believe that they think about themselves, that they experience themselves any more than there is reason to think that any other configuration of physical stuff thinks about itself, wonders about itself, experiences qualitatively happiness, sadness, red, green, blue, good, bad, and so on and so forth. Um, so, in, in other words, there is a section of matter, physical stuff, that's non-experiential. Uh, for it to become experiential would mean that experience arises out of non-experience, which is not sensible. Hmm? So there may be reasons that people try to think that the very kind of convoluted, or I should say, um, 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 unnatural, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 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 hmm? um, no, but uh, con, con, close, <laughs> counterintuitive. It's very counterintuitive. Uh, a counterintuitive idea, um, at best, um, that uh, experience would rise out of non-experience. So we are experiencers. We are doers. We we feel and we we function in everyday life as if we experience, and uh, based on our experiences, we make de determinations. And then with our bodies, we carry them out. So we are causal agent. We're, we're, we're a doer, kartritva. We're a bhoktritva, an, an experiencer. And gnatritva, we, we, we have the capacity to apprehend, uh, which is a, a function of the mind and intelligence. So all these are aspects of the, of the atma, in a robust sense of what the atma consists of, um, that will manifest only in relation to an environment that provides something to be experienced, something to move, right? Something to apprehend. So if our spiritual life is um, to be a life, then it must include these things um, in as much as, yes, sleep is part of life, but it's the part, we don't talk about it. <laughs> We might talk about the dreams, but then we're not fully asleep. Hmm? That's being partially awake. To be, to, in other words, the, the psychic dimension of ourself is still functioning and active in dreaming. In deep sleep, all we can say is, ah, well, ah, after you woke up, right? So there are ideas about what spiritual perfection constitutes that's more or less like going to sleep forever. Hmm? The waking life may be troublesome, that's that's true, but uh, uh, from our point of view, the Gaudi point of view, spiritual life is not about running away from 
the problems, but solving uh, the problems. Hmm? And again, it's the, it's this changing of the, the foundation, if you will, so the structures of what life is, means friends, family, and so forth. So when the inhabitants of Vrindavan asked Krishna, can you show us our next life? Hmm? After he uh, saved his father from what's Neptune, what's his name? Varuna, the European version. <laughs> from Varuna, they said, well, you're pretty special. Uh, Narayan does wonderful things through you. We know that. This is another instance. Can you tell us what our next life will be? So he showed them the next life would be. They were they were in Vrindavan with their cows. What will our next life be? You'll be with your cows in Vrindavan. <laughs> in Goloka. Hmm? They said, very good. Very good. So the idea being that that the Atma, in connection with material energy, we know what it does. It creates a, a body, a personality, um, a life. The problem with it is it doesn't endure, um, and we want enduring life. The problem with it is it's all in touch with that which is uh, constituted of, 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 of material nature, and that's ever constantly in flux, so we, we acquire something and it slips through the through the cracks. It's here today, but it's it's gone tomorrow, and you may still have to pay for it tomorrow. So it's uh, the problematic. Hmm? But the the kind of the carrot of material nature is if you just, just move like this or just acquire that, everything will be perfect. So we've done with that. We're done with that. We've got indigestion by now from just eating appetizers, and we're going to turn to the full meal, and that is what we... I very much referred to as Krishna consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that now we bring the Atma, by good fortune, the Atma, I should say, comes in touch with another influence, not the Maya Shakti, but the Swarup Shakti of Bhagawan. Mm-hmm. Swarup Shakti, that Shakti that governs his Leela. His Leela is his play where he daydreams like we do, and whatever he daydreams, I think I'd like to do this. It happens by her arrangement. Hmm? Um, so, God has a life that we call Leela. Leela is different than karma. Leela is, karma is obligatory work. You've sown and now you have to reap the results and you have to deal with it. Hmm? And Leela is not obligatory work, it is, an, it is, it is play. Hmm? Obligatory work arises out of a a lacking in ourself that we feel that we try to fill up by acquisition, materially speaking. But the more we acquire, the more we actually go into debt. Hmm? But when we, therefore, uh, less is more, right? To give a Buddhist uh, idea about it, less is more. By letting go, uh, we find the more that is ourself that's hidden in all of this. Hmm? Hidden within the woodwork of the material nature is the self, you know, it comes out and in connection with bhakti, then it can have a life on the other side, so to speak. Hmm? That's called lila. It's play. It's um, movement out of fullness rather than out of incompleteness. Hmm? Movement not out of necessity, but out of celebration. Hmm? So, this is again a very robust idea of the self that uh, tells us that 
we can learn very much about ourselves from our material experience. Hmm? And what are, I mean, we're looking, living, moving for love, right? I often say that we cannot rest until we find love. And when we find it, we find it has an orbit of its own that starts moving uh, again, right? So, uh, so we cannot rest, we're not complete. And here now, if we place our propensity, our capacity, if you will, for loving, in in the form of the Godhead that that invites such, that's Krishna. He's the heart of divinity. He's inviting that. Hmm? Invest your your loving propensity in me, and I can I can satisfy. I can fulfill. Hmm? I'll always be there, hmm? and I have no shortage of. Mm-hmm. Capacity to reciprocate. Hmm? Hmm? So a spiritual life, hmm? spiritual body, spiritual personality—all of this is the influence of of of, of bhakti. The, the swarup shakti, bhakti is the essence of that swarup shakti. It comes through us, through us, through sadhu sangha, and offers us uh, a, a, a a life on the other side. Hmm? Somehow we went in that direction, but uh, from talking about what about Gangadas Pandit and Gangadas Pandits being a manifestation of Vishvamrita, of Sandipanimuni, the uh, gurus of Ram and Krishna, Ram Chandra and Krishna Chandra, and uh, Vishvamrita, no, Duvas, Duvas, the guru of the gopis in Vrindavan who explained Krishna's statement, I guess, or the, the the nature of their relationship with Krishna by his statement. I guess it was Krishna's statement. Krishna said, if you're going to go talk to Devas, tell him this, Krishna is a brahmachari. They said, really? Krishna is a brahmachari? It'll be, we just, okay, we'll ask him. They crossed the Jamuna, they asked him, and he gave this explanation that I'm giving now, something like that. There's a way to be in the world, but not of the world. Hmm? There's a way to mm, see the material nature for what it is, as a Shakti of Bhagavan, deal with it accordingly. It's not about, in other words, our spiritual life is not about running away from anything. Hmm? It's about um, stepping back just enough to see it in a different light. Hmm? As the, uh, the this material world, the Shakti of Bhagavan, and then particular Shakti, the Maya Shakti, and deal with it accordingly, with the help of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? So, three different persons then, the Guru figures in the life of Krishna and um, Ram, have been identified with. Gangadas Pandit. Hmm? So, in one sense, it means they're all they're all one. Hmm? So the Guru of Ram is the same as the Guru of Krishna appearing in another Leela. Hmm? Durva's a little a little special, but uh, in it's a way of saying that that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a very special um, appearance of Krishna in the world 
So all of the gurus of Krishna have appeared in one to take advantage of the opportunity to be the teacher of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and learn from him. Hmm? To learn from the from the students. This is the this is this is what it, why a, a teacher wants a good students. Hmm? Because in connection with good students, the teacher knows that he or she can learn something. Hmm? If the teacher doesn't think that he or she can learn anything, then they're not going to be a very good teacher. You know? Ganga Das was sure about that. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a very expert uh, uh, student of his. The student life. We said student life was the preoccupation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his Bhaganda Leela, and we compared it to the preoccupation of Krishna and his cowherding Leela. We didn't talk much about that um, life. The uh, influence of Vishvarup is prominent with regard to his education, as Balaram is prominent in the uh, Pogonda Leela of Krishna. The Pogonda Leela of Krishna, it, uh, the description begins in the 15th chapter of the 10th uh, Canto of Bhagwat, and uh, what is described there is, the, um, among other things, the, the, is the Denikasura Leela and a summary at the end of the chapter of the Kaliya Leela, a little bitter that Leela was, second one. Actually occurred before the slaying of of Dana Kasura. Hmm? Sugadev could barely um, speak about it hmm? because when it surfaced in his heart, hmm? and the chapters of the Bhagavatam constitute this: the surfacing of these leelas in the heart of Sugadev, as they appear. Therefore, they are not all necessarily in a chronological order. In other Puranas, you can find the chronological order, like Vishnu Purana or um, uh, um, Padma Purana, uh, Hari 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 um, Hari Bams Purana. Hmm? Um, these are some Puranas where you can find, for example, a like I say, a chronological list. This Leela, this Leela, this Leela happened. Just a couple of sentences about each Leela. This is not how Sugadev was. Um, speaking the Leela to Parikshit Maharaj. Hmm? He was not just uh, giving a list, if you will, of information, hmm? but he was he had undergone a transformation of extraordinary, extraordinaire, right? He was a Atmaram, completely self-satisfied, living naked in the forest. He didn't know even know he didn't have clothes on. And he didn't see the clothes of others or their bodies. <laughs> so it was okay. <laughs> he didn't see the clothes or the bodies of others. He saw only the Atma, Pandita, Samadarshina. Right? What does the Gita say? Gavi Brahmani Hastini Sunichaiva Sapakecha Pandita Samadarshina. This is a Pandit. We may think we're learned, but the standard of of, of it's, it's not the television pundits, right, who come and comment on this political thing or that. It's one who samadarshina. It's just the opposite, right? The political commentators are all involved in friends and enemies. They're one side or another side. Right? So that's all that discourse is all about: friends and enemies, my party and your party. Hmm? But of course, the, there's this holy grail. Of, as I was speaking about the other night, of objectivity that no one ever attains. 
however hard they try, to be ob- just objective, just the facts, ma'am. Hmm? They cannot. Uh, they cannot do it. Hmm? The judges must be completely unbiased, right? Hmm? Completely impartial. But they're human. Hmm? You can put on a white robe and work in a laboratory. Science is supposed to be completely unbiased, but but a right white robe on a human it doesn't doesn't change him from it doesn't cha- doesn't take him out away from his humanity, which is the whole whole problem in a sense. Hmm? Now, if you put on this robe, that's another thing. That's the point, right? Hmm? Therefore, that means for 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 transcending the limits of humanity. That's where you can attain the holy grail of objectivity. Hmm? And that's just that's just kind of the beginning. That's kind of the ground huh? on which uh, you can uh, springboard, if you will, into the into the into the Leela, hmm? the play of Bhagavan. Where now you've entered into a land of transcendental partisan partisanship and and bias, and some like love Ram, and some love Krishna. That's all okay, because they're all different faces of himself, right? Hmm? Well, there can be variety, hmm? and there can be unity at the same time. Hmm? It's possible. Beyond the human limitations, at least such things are possible. Beyond reason, beyond the physical limitations, beyond the material uh, bias, this holy grail, this, I'm, what I'm saying to you is that human society all uh, uh, across the board, without realizing it, accepts that re- re- renunciation is the ideal. Hmm? And that's what they, they, they implicitly, it's accepted that renunciation, like the renunciation of Sukadev is an example of renunciation. Right? He was completely detached. That this is desirable, it's the goal of life, it's where the truth is found. This is implicit. That means to say that without realizing the implications of the idea, everyone embraces the idea that the law and the truth will be determined by objectivity. For example, in the law, the judge has to be objective, uh, there has to be evidence, um, and so forth. Uh, he can't be, well, I like this guy, therefore I'll find him not guilty. The truth of the matter, if you will, right, will come out of uh, objectivity. In other words, distancing oneself from the influence of human passions and emotions. Same thing in science, right? If you want to get if you if you want to be a credible scientist, well, then you have to be just as the facts, the data um, uh, makes the case, then you present it as such. You have to divorce yourself from your feelings, from your emotions about it, how you would like it to be. Hmm? But nobody can really do this, really. It's not, it's not like, for example, Darwin's theory of evolution wasn't something that he already thought about. Maybe, maybe it's like this, and then he went to try to prove it. Hmm? Um, 
So that's the that's the thing. The, the, the very holy grail of objectivity, which really is about arrived at by renunciation, by stepping back, harnessing the human emotions and so forth, that implicitly human society embraces as the way to know the truth about life is something that the human condition can never unto itself can never arrive at. Hmm? But if we use the human condition in, in, as an opportunity to transcend its limits through help from the other side, hmm, then it's possible to arrive not only at such objectivity. This is what yoga is about. I mean, you couldn't be more objective hmm, than a yogi. More, that is to say, uh, in control of or having harness over your human passions that might cause you to go to one side or another side and favor one or another or something like that. Hmm? Right? This is what yoga is about. Hmm? But people don't see it. They think it's some you know crazy thing. It's a little popular now, for, often for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but um, Sugadeva was like this, right? Hmm? Completely objective. But he came under the influence of some poetry from another world. Hmm? It said, Prabhupada used to like to quote that sloka from Narada. What is it? Hmm. It's another another creation. Tadvag Visargo Janataga Viplavo. Yasmin Patishlokum Obadhabati Yupi Namani Nantasyashom Kitaniya Trinvanti Gayanti Grinanti Sadhava It says, This Bhagavatam is another creation. It's another world altogether. It's another creation. Hmm? And even if it's not a grammat- even if there's some grammatical fault in its composition hmm? uh, that, that shouldn't uh, doesn't take away from its perfectness given the nature of its subject hmm? it has the power to completely consume one it is a, it is it, it is it is it is the ripened uh, the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic wisdom, which is many branched, right? Hmm? The ripened fruit means galitam falam. Galitam falam means galitam means it's fallen. So the ripe fruits that fall down, hmm? and they're easy to pick up. Hmm? So Bhagavatam is that uh, dissertation, explanation on the nature of the absolute that is so humanly human human friendly, if you will, right? Uh, so um, user friendly for the humans. It's about the human like, and both words are very important there. Human means madhurya, sweetness. Like means Aishwarya. He's human-like, but not human. Hmm? So when he's not human, 
but he acts as human. That's very sweet, and that is very has such potential to endear us. You will never find anywhere in any religious tradition, and they all have their merits, and uh, and we appreciate them. Um, but you won't find an explanation of the nature of the absolute that affords you the opportunity to bond with that figure, Godhead figure, with all of your emotions. Hmm? When we tell the leels of Krishna, then some point strikes us and we think, yeah, that's like us. He does like that. And we, we connect. He feels, we speak about one of Krishna's emotions for Radha or his friends, uh, his cows and so forth. The way he behaves human-like, which is we're behaving you know, in a sea of, of emotions, right? And when we hear that, we just connect with that. We we smile. We we identify with. There's a bond that's created. There's a samskar for bhakti for Krishna that that it comes and uh, enters the chitta hmm? and makes an indelible mark there that that will build be be built upon over time and take us to that side. Hmm? It's so, uh, I mean, again, we are emotional beings, right, in our everyday life. So here is that the form of the Godhead which is described as human-like with a whole, the whole range of human emotions, all fully spiritualized. So we can connect with them on the level that we connect with everything else. It's very incredible what the Bhagavatam has offered, and it's coming from the speech of Sukadev, who heard some poetry from from that side poetry as i often say is a, is a is a good language to try to describe that which is beyond word beyond speech beyond thought because poetry has a capacity to make the world bigger than it is right as i often say in poetry the moon can have wings and fly across the sky hmm? i mean the moon doesn't even fly at all right but you could look at it like that. When you look at the the moon as if it's got wings and flying across the sky, you've made your world bigger. Hmm? Right? Hmm. And we want the world to be bigger because it doesn't fit our Atma. No matter how big it is. Even if it's four-headed and Brahmaloka and Abrahma Bhuvanaloka Punaravartino Arjuna. The Atma is eternal. Anything temporary... It's not a good fit. It's a little tight. Hmm? No matter what the material arrangement is, what the quality of it is, or what the quantity of it is, therefore it said, for example, what? Where's the Bible student there? Uh, what profiteth a woman if she gain the whole world but lose her soul? Right? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hmm? So however you configure the material energy, it doesn't fit the self. Therefore, what we do in life, we are constantly tr trying to make the world bigger and more accommodating than it is so that it will actually fit our soul, what we are. Therefore, we make movies in which they live happily ever after. Hmm? And it all works out. Hmm? And we, 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 this, we, we fantasize with a... We try to make we, we we try to make it bigger. We 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 celebrate um, we celebrate perfections on every level. Like I said uh, before, 
if somebody runs the mile one ten thousandth of a second faster than it's ever been run, it's like headline news and it's to be celebrated. And we've, we, we're, we're seeking to exceed the limits uh, that the material world seems to, to, to place upon us. Any little bit that we can seem like we're getting beyond it. I mean, these aren't examples of really getting beyond it, but that's how they're, 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 look, they're look, looked at. We're looking for perfection. If the basketball goes in and doesn't even hit the rim, shh, it's like, ah, you know, they made a touchdown at the last minute. You know, it's uh, the miracles. People are constantly celebrating miracles, even though we explain them away. You know, on the other hand, not really. It wasn't it was just you know it's really this is what's really behind it and so forth. And you can say, but but what people are living for is miracles. Hmm? You can see it on Facebook. People always putting these things you know, like "dog saves man," you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know. Uh, uh, these and people like that. So many this goes viral, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like that, you know. The, the lion couldn't catch the deer, you know. Of course, he went hungry, you know. But <laughs> problem on the other side. But uh, so this is what we 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 we're living for. Hmm? For room for the atma, some room, hmm? and however big the world is, it's not big enough. It's too small. Hmm? Sugadev was coming out of the suit, the straight jacket of material identification. Hmm? He felt freed from that, and he had nothing to do, just to sit and be, without any fear of not being. Hmm? He was taking happiness in that. I have no fear of not being. All my movement previously was in fear of not being and trying to ward that off. Now that's over. I've come out of the jail. I was on a death row. I've got a reprieve or whatever. I'm out now. So I just sit peacefully and I'm enjoying the fact that I will endure without any effort. Hmm? And suddenly he heard this poetry from the from another world, Vyas sent the woodcutter to bring firewood to his ashram. Sugadev was the son of Vyas, hmm? and he said, "When you're in the forest, chant these verses, Ho Bakiyam like this. Poetry from the Bhagavatam. Oh, Uddhava said, "Who in his right mind, the learned Uddhava, Krishna's." Uh, counselor in Dwarka, Shastravit he was, he said, oh, who in their right mind would take shelter of anyone other than Krishna? Putana approached him, just dressed like a devotee, with a non-devotional idea in mind, to smear poison on her breast and kill the infant Krishna. And what did Krishna do? He gave her eternal motherhood. Hmm? He said, who in, said, who in their right mind would take shelter of anyone else. This this Krishna, he is just a lover. That's all. If anybody even looks like a devotee, he's interested in them. Hmm? Means that devotion is about love. Service is not to be done begrudgingly. That's to be done with knowledge, hmm? of at least to start with, of what it is, and let me accept it. And it will feel like a sacrifice at first, which is a little painful. 
But love is born from the womb of sacrifice, not otherwise. If you want to be a lover, you've got to embrace sacrifice. Service is the ground hmm, out of which love arises. So we heard these verses from the Bhagavatam. Hmm. And suddenly he started feeling emotions, not material emotions. This is a guy who was free from material, the sea, ocean of material emotions. So he became attracted. Hmm. Then, of course, in due course, he became the speaker of the text itself after he learned it from Vyas, in essence. I mean, he learned what is Krishna Leela. Hmm? And then when the occasion arose at the Raj, Pariksit, the emperor, was going to die and went to the bank of the Ganges to ask the really the important questions, what to do at the time of death? What is death? Which is understanding what is life. We, we, we put it in a cemetery somewhere, put some flowers around it, make it look, you know, pretty good, and forget about it. Hmm. But uh, we have to embrace death to understand life. Hmm. Right. So, the king was wise, and the emperor was wise. So he sat on the bank of the Ganges and said, I want to know, what is, what is the, what should one be preoccupied with in life, and in particular, what at the, at the time of death? And, and on the scene appeared this naked boy by the transcendental system, and um, he got the call. He got an email in his heart. Come to the bank of the Ganges. Speak. <laughs> so the emperor, the, the, the sage came, and, and this he told what he heard from Vyas. And by this time, he was schooled in it in a real sense of the term. Now he had spiritual emotions, and he has the emotions of the Braj people, the people who are, who are the associates of Krishna in his pastoral lila. And so when he began to to describe the Kaliya lila, he was he was he didn't. It came in his heart. Again, this is how the Bhagavad all the chapters are not chronological. As they are appearing in the heart of Sukadev in trance, he speaks them. And he's speaking, you can see, he's not, not only is he not just giving a chronological order, but he's speaking about them with feelings of the people, especially the Braj Leela uh, in particular, feelings of the people themselves in the Leela. He's identified with them. He's moving in an ocean of spiritual emotion now. So the Kaliya Lila surfaces in his heart, and this is one that's very bitter. There's bitterness in Gaur's Lila also, the passing of his father, the sannyas of his, from, of his brother. It was very painful. Hmm? Not much is said about it by any commentary. We have to say something, but... Hmm? So, there are instances where the speakers or the narrators are so absorbed in the feelings that they don't comment on certain sections. Hmm? Because they're too difficult to speak about. This is how Sukadev felt about the Kaliyalila. Because in Kaliyalila, all of the Braj was plunged into despair. Hmm? As, as, with Krishna, of course, in his Prakandalila, he went out with his cows and his friends for herding on a day that Balaram had stayed home. Hmm? He would go to the forest every day, forenoon, with his friends, and it's a very traumatic affair between Vatsalya Rasa and Sakiras, between parental love for Krishna and friendly love for Krishna. Friends want to head out 
into the forest, and the parents want him to stay home. Mother Yashoda, it's a huge drama every day. Sukadev, as he begins, before he goes to the to the out of chronological order to the Kaliyalila, he he begins to speak about the beginning of the Pagandalila. Krishna is becoming a cowherd boy, and he describes the basic day uh, characteristics of Krishna as a cowherder, but he avoids speaking about the forenoon departure and this this tension between Vatsalya and uh and and, and, and Sakyarasa. For him it was too painful. He does speak about the return at the end. Hmm? So he's just affected by that. They'll be affected in different ways, different devotees. Hmm? He couldn't speak about it. What he does speak about to somewhat make up for it is the beginning of the of this narrative of the Pogandalila is focused um, through Balaram by way of a eulogy on Krishna's part. Balaram, of course, is Krishna's best friend, but his his Sakya Baba is tinged with Vatsalya. So it's it's under with with some apprehension, nonetheless Yashoda lets him go into the forest and then turns all of her attention to Balaram. Watch him. Take care of him. You're the older brother, Daoji. Uh, protect him. And she, so she gets some confidence in him, in the Vatsalya in him, the, the Vatsalya in him that, that she's the personification of, can go with him into the Leela. Hmm? Then she looks at all the cows, and they're in Vatsalya Rasa too. So she feels, okay, I'm going, I'm going with him in this way, through the extension of my bhava. Hmm? And he'll be protected. Balaram plays a prominent role in this way, as Vishrup was he plays a prominent role also in Krishna's uh in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Bhagandalila. Hmm? Krishna eulogizes Balaram, of course, in jest. Hmm? But is said, uh, truth is told in jest. There's truth to what he says about Baladev also. Much truth to it. Hmm? One of the things he's doing there, of course, is he's eulogizing Balaram in such a way that all the cowherds will be very enthusiastic to stay with him. So that, because at the end of that eulogy, he, 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 he uh, departs from the greater circle of cowherd friends of Krishna, with certain friends to go and rendezvous and uh, involve in leela intrigues with the gopis. So some of his friends participate in that. He makes an excuse and says. There's a big famous astrologer that came to town. Have you heard his name? And all the boys are excited. And he says, I think we should go and have our charts done. Or I'd like to have mine done, but I, we, we can't bring everybody. Hmm? Okay. Yeah, so some of the friends will, will, will start to accept that reasoning. And then Krishna says, so you stay with Balaram. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. Everything's all right. You see, Balaram is uh, very interesting. In Nayan Ananda Thakur's work about Sakya Baba, Sakirati, he seems to place Ram and Krishna, Balaram and Krishna, as the as the combined Vishayalambana, object of love for Sakirati. Hmm? Rupa Goswami, on the other hand, uh, positions Krishna as the Vishayalambana, the object of love, and places Balaram as the, an, an example of the Ashray Alambana, the shelter of that love. The fact is that he's both, because he's the shelter and the personification of fraternal love for Krishna. Hmm? 
In that sense, he's in the position of a devotee. But he's also the object of love for the coward boys along with Krishna. And here's an instance in which the balance of boys, um, the suhrit sakas, the, the, the priya sakas, the, the, the sakas, whose love is either tinged with vatsalya, tinged with dasya, or just pure unalloyed sakya, they stay with Balaram for the good part of the day, right? While the Narmasakas go with Krishna and help him, assist him and the gopis in their uh, affairs. Hmm? So Balaram, he, he, he starts the narrative by giving some emphasis, and for good reason, on Baladev and Kali Alila, of course, Balaram also plays an important role. Sukadev went ahead and he spoke the Leela with trepidation, plunged himself into uh, into the, the despair that would ultimately grip all of the inhabitants of Braj when the news came that Krishna was, when thought came that Krishna was in jeopardy through omens, meteors in the sky, earth tremors, and animals wailing and so forth. They thought something's happened to Krishna. Hmm? Of course it had. Krishna had gone out hurting without Balaram because it was a sub-birthday for Balaram. When they have these birthdays where the constellation under which you're born, which appears every month, hmm, they celebrate that. That's a, so that you, you want to go there because there's a birthday every month. Hmm? Everybody's got a birthday every month, which is always fun, you know. <laughs> so it was such a birthday for Balaram, he stayed home. Hmm? He had to deal with the burden of excessive vatsalya rasa. <laughs> and he couldn't participate in, in, in the sakya rasa. <laughs> that is his pre- main preoccupation. He told Krishna, you can go to the Kaliya Lake, which Madhya Soda said he can't go. Balaram said, well, you can go, all right. So he's like moved, Krishna wants to go. You can go, but you can't go in. Okay. So, But when he got to the lake, hmm, some cows ran ahead, being thirsty, and they drank the water, and they died. When the coward boys saw the cows die, they drank the water, hmm? and they died. Hmm? Because that's what it means, they're cowherds. If the cows die, there's no meaning to their life anymore. That's how they live. That's how they felt. That's cow protection. <laughs> that's how they felt. The cows die, and they, they drank the water. Well, this was rather obviously disconcerting to Krishna. He thought, "Oh my God, what is my misbehavior caused now? Look at how, what I've done. The implications of of I shouldn't be here in the first place. Hmm? Now I'll see what happened." Balaram kind of acquiesced because I pushed him on it, hmm? and so of course Krishna brings them back to life. Hmm? Death is is a is a certain um, aspect of Rasananda. It does not. It's not a real death. It's one of the. It's one of, actually one of the, the symptoms of uh, that uh, ecstatic symptoms that can occur. So anyway, they died. He brought them back to life. They were in a bit of a fog, like what just happened, and and so forth. So in a bit of a daze, Krishna then jumped into the lake, angry at Kaliya had poisoned the lake. Hmm? It was poisonous. It was, I think, uh, to the north of, 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 of Brudge itself, and, f- and f- the poison was flowing north. Hmm? So 
it didn't come to the Braj area itself. They were protected. But anyway, he jumped in the lake, and uh, Kaliya responded, as you know, and then uh, Krishna allowed himself to be enwrapped in the coils of the serpent Kaliya, just to see his his strength and uh, show his faults, so that people would think he was justified in doing what he was going to do, Krishna, to chastise him and so forth. But when he was gripped in the coils, then the earth tremors came. Then the meteors started to falling, and the animals were wailing. And so everybody else was having a birthday party for Balaram. It's like their minds have gone, something has happened to Krishna. And Balaram, showing his Invoking his omniscience, he knew there was nothing could harm Krishna, and he started to smile. The reason he actually smiled was because he thought that Krishna. Hmm? You know, here I am as an Seish, and he'll never play with me like that in the, in the water, like he's playing with the serpent Kaliya. Hmm. Goodness. Meanwhile, Sugadev, envisioning the smile on Balaram's face, his feeling was, you hard-hearted Balaram. How can you be smiling at a time like this? He was absorbed in the feelings of the Brajbasis that Balaram was removed from by his omniscience for the moment. Hmm? So he's expressed a little, ups- a little upset with Balaram. Meanwhile, Balaram then takes them all right to the to the Jumuna, and they go uh, following the footprints of Krishna. Hmm? And the footprints are remain there because although there were many cows and many cowherd boys and so forth, they were all careful never to step on the footprints of Krishna. They liked them so They're so beautiful. Hmm? The bodily characteristics hmm, uh, of, of Krishna, which are, are uh, auspicious, and there are a number of them, these are, is, the, the fact that he has auspicious bodily characteristics is one of the 64 qualities of Krishna that's very prominent, stands out very prominently in Sakyarati. So, the, the, and part of that is the markings on his feet. So they're imprinted on the earth. And they're only imprinted on the earth in his Poganda Leela, because in his Kumar Leela, he's too, he doesn't weigh enough to make an imprint on the earth. So you see, it's very peculiar to this quality. It's, it's, it's very much of a um, central to uh, Sakyabhat. So different qualities of Krishna will stand out to different devotees in different, in different rasas. Hmm? So they, anyway, they're following the footprints. No one would step on those footprints. No cows, no the coward boys. So they were available, and they followed Balaram, taking them by the hand, and they got to the banks of the of the lake of the Kaliya, and then, oh, then they were all in, uh, expressed such uh, despair, and they were ready to jump in. Balaram had to forcibly hold Nanda Yashoda back from jumping into the lake. And he said, look, what if Krishna survives? He has powers, by the grace of Narayan, hmm? he may survive this whole thing, but you won't. And then Krishna will be living without a father and mother. That will cause him such discomfort. You don't want to do that. Hmm? So they said, okay, but Balaram is the guru there. He gave good advice. And of course, Krishna prevailed and uh, and so on. So, again, Balaram plays a, a prominent role in Spagandalila, and Vishvarup plays a prominent role in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela as well. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I said, he, he is, Paganda Leela is preoccupied with, with, with education and so forth. But don't think that he didn't have any time for mischief. He did. Hmm? So much time for mischief. But if Vishvarup, his elder brother, would come in front of him, immediately that would be the end of the mischief. Hmm? So as Balaram is the Mariada Purusha, 
in the life of Krishna, the Vishvarup acted as the Mariyata Purushpa, who means Mariyata means who checks, makes sure he behaves properly, and this is the context. Hmm? Watches out for him. The older brother makes sure, you know. So, so whenever Vishvarup would come, in the, in, then he would immediately, huh? Yeah, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He would stop his mischief, but he had opportunity to express it nonetheless. Uh, and uh, along the bank of the Ganges, after school, then he would come and steal the offerings of of, of, of devotees of Shiva and eat them himself, and uh, cause a disturbance amongst those doing puja and bathing along the bank of the Ganges. Uh, all the similar uh, mischievous activities that you'll find, obviously, in Krishna. It was even reported to his father. Jagannath Mishra, who plays a prominent role in his Pogondalila, to the extent that Jagannath Mishra was forced by the complaints to go to the Jamuna after school and witness his son's mischief so that he could properly uh, chastise him. But he had friends posted on the outskirts, <laughs> these student friends. They are all like gopas. Hmm? Uh, in Krishna, they all posted, and so his father's coming. Word, so then Mahaprabhu took us, Nimai Pandit, another secret route, a back road route, to come back. First, he bathed in the Ganges, changed his clothes, because he had symptoms of having done the things that he was being accused of. So he went home. Father came there. Where is he? He wasn't there. Boy said he, he didn't come here after school today. His father went home. There's his son. He's writing out his homework. <laughs> and his father, what's going on? He, father liked the idea from a Vatsalya perspective, from parental love, that his son was being educated and so forth. But with the sannyas of Vishvarup, Vishvarup used to go to Advaita's house, and there he would hear the Bhagavad Kata. Hmm? And Ma, and Sachima would send Nimai Pandit, go and bring your brother back for lunch every day, and he would come back from lunch. But going to Advaita's every day, then he became educated in the real sense of the term. And how did it play out? Suddenly one day he took sannyas. That's education. That's real learning. Hmm? If you really learned, hmm, then you've learned that this is not your real home. Right? It's a very nice mantra. This is not your real home. You should live here to go there, something like that. Hmm? You won't miss out on anything. You'll eat, you'll sleep, you'll mate, you'll defend it to whatever extent, hmm? but you'll do something more than that, more than the animals. Don't be a dvipadapashu, a two-legged animal only. Do something more. Hmm? Find yourself, right? Hmm? Then it's potential that you can find in bhakti. So Vifrup did that. He left home. And this was disconcerting. But for Jagannath Mishra, the father of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it left with him the thought, what if Nimai does this? His old, you know, younger brothers tend to follow the older brother's example. And we set him up as an example. He was the Mariyata Purusha in your life and everything. And here he's gone and done this. So there was a, a, a pal heart palpitation on, on the part of Jagannath Mishra that this, is, this could affect Nimai. Then what? What we do if he takes sannyas, we'll be heartbroken. Nimai himself is heartbroken at the past, at the disappearance of uh, the sannyas of, of Vishvarupa. Hmm? We talked last night. That's why he went to South India. One of the reasons, external reason, to find him. 
Only to find that he had passed from the world. External reason, as I said, for going to South India. We talked about the internal reasons as well. But he played a prominent role in this sense that this stayed with Jagannath Mishra. It stayed with him, this fear. So much so that um, at one point he had a dream. And in the dream he saw his son Nimai Pandit take sannyas. He saw him dancing in Jagannath Puri, surrounded by devotees in the Ratha Yatra. Hmm? And it was such a vivid uh, dream, uh, experience, that when he woke from the dream, he told Sachi, Nimai can't go to school anymore. He had to stop his education. Because the result of education is sannyas. He's very smart. He's the best student, so he will get it. Hmm? Now, Jagannath Major knew it, but he couldn't function on it, right? He couldn't be a sannyasi. This is, of course, he's in the Leela. So, he's beyond, far beyond the sannyasi. This is a Leela of sannyas. This is, so, he thought, like an ordinary person, hmm? this is a problem. Renunciation is a problem, although they said everybody doesn't really, everybody thinks it's great, but when it's fully, okay, if it's the best, then we do it completely. No, no, not, not too much. Don't, don't become a sannyasi. So, <laughs> it's good to be religious, but I mean, don't be fanatic about it. <laughs> so, so, uh, and then when I was a kid, I was raised by the Catholics and the Jesuits, and I, you know, I didn't understand at all, but in, you know, what I thought, what this is about is like, you gotta become a priest. It's, it's, if you're gonna do this, you gotta, you gotta do it completely. And my parents, they didn't quite like that idea entirely. Yeah, so. But, so, the, the, so Jagannath Mishra, he, he could understand. My boy's very smart. If he gets, keeps getting educated, and amongst the other students, there are Vaishnavas and so forth, he's been at Waitas place. Stop the education of all together. Keep him at home. Keep him dumb. Hmm? <laughs> Don't educate him. Then he'll then he'll never leave. So, Bifarup Sanyas caused uh, Jagannath Mishra to do what Nanda Maharaj did. Nanda Maharaj, as we were saying yesterday, the other day, resisted the cow herding of Krishna because it would mean he would be out of the house. You know? And Vatsalya Rasa is preoccupied with the Kumar Leela. I mean, that's when the full face of being a parent manifests, when the child is just a child. Mm-hmm. When he becomes a boy, boyhood or adolescence, he's moving away from the childhood experience, the birth experience, my son, my daughter... The little, you know, they're uh, going to care for them. So charming, in my completely under my n- n- dependent upon me, calling upon me. So there, I'm there for them. And then after the Kumar Leela's passed, and they're, they're they've got their own ideas and so forth. And we try to kind of kind of mentally try to keep them back, so to speak. Hmm? This is what's all about. Hmm? So Nandamars try to avoid as best he could. I mean, he really didn't do anything, but it, it was his feeling how to avoid this, what to speak of Yashoda, how to avoid this. What do you mean, cow herding? I mean, he's the son of the king. Does he have to go too? Hmm? Other boys can go, but you're the king of the cow herds. Why does your son have to go? Hmm? And his, their uncles would say, because it's his dharma. He's a cow herd. Hmm? How can you not let him go? Hmm? How can... So they, you know, they reasoned with him. He'll be happy. Don't you want your son to be happy? 
if it makes him happy, you know, then this is you got to deal with that. <laughs> so, so Krishna goes cowarding, but Nanda Maharaj and Dasoda they put up some opposition. So Jagrath Misra here he's putting up opposition to Nimai's uh, education hmm? because if he keeps getting educated, he'll become a coward. <laughs> He'll become, a, he'll become a sannyasi, he'll become a Vaishnava in the full sense, and he'll be that sannyasi I saw in my dream, dancing in Jagannath Puri. Hmm? Uh, the selfishness of Vatsali Rasa, it's very charming. <laughs> Spiritual selfishness. So so he uh, tried to avoid, but uh, then uh, in due course, it wasn't possible. Hmm? Uh, he had. This is his dharma. He's a Brahmin. He had to study. His penchant for studying, learning is like Krishna's penchant for cowarding. And ultimately, it did culminate, of course, in his manifesting himself as Vaishnav in the group. Hmm? He used to meet with his uh, go to school with students, debate with them, and challenge them, and so forth. And some of them were Vaishnavs, like Gadadhar Pandit, Murari Gupta. He had his own group, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Murari was not in his group. Hmm? So one day he said, Murari, you should be in my group. He said, why should I be in your group? Murari was a little old, was older than him. Why should I be in your group? You're smart, but anyway, so we have a debate. So they had a debate about some subject, right? Which is what they used to do. Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahap, and Murari was very well educated. I mean, Murari Gupta wrote the first narrative of the Leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a scholar. So he, he offered some scholarly arguments and Mahaprabhu was very pleased with his, his scholarship and so forth. That's why he said that's why I said you should be in my group. <laughs> <laughs> and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, offered back so many arguments and and, and without trying to without responding emotionally, hmm, Murari Gupta was like overwhelmed by his arguments, but tried not to show it emotionally. Hmm? And then Mahaprabhu reached out and grabbed his hand, looked in his eyes. And Murari Gupta was electrified. <laughs> it electrified, began to weep. Hmm. It said, "There's no one. There's no one. There's no greater scholar than you. If only you would be a Vaishnava." Hmm. And he entered. The, he became part of the group uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Hmm. So very touching pastimes with, with with such Vaishnavas and promising the future. I'll be the best Vaishnava. Just you'll see. Hmm. And of course. He, he he did become the best of the Vaishnavas. These type of pastimes, Krishna with his friends, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his with his student friend. He had his own circle. Gangadas was his teacher. Gangadas was very pleased to to, to to that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He 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 he. Um, I want to say he um, authorized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to have his own students, his own circle of students. Hmm? Uh, and so they would in Vrindavan Das. Who describes this beautifully in Chaitanya Bhagavat? He says, "What does he say? Oh, what is it? Such the nature of these pastimes of Krishna with his friends, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his friends, his classmates. They sit together on the bank of the Jamuna. How can how can I describe this? I missed this. I came just a generation. My 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 mother was part of this. Hmm? Not I any. Hmm? She was. She knew him. She met him. I I've come just after that." What is my misfortune? Hmm? Time has been so unkind to me that he's remembering these these pastimes, reciting them, hmm? and drawn to them. He says, "What? What? How can I speak about that circle of Krish, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's friends on the bank of the Jamuna, huh? discussing whatever whatever subject it was nectar? Hmm? How can I? What could? How can I say to 
adequately uh, compare that. He said, if, if I was to compare him to Brihaspati uh, ministering to the gods, it would be inaccurate because Brihaspati is biased towards the gods and this boy is unbiased. He gives his, his, his grace everywhere, to everyone. Like, like his devotees do. Hmm? He says, I could compare him to the moon and all his friends to the stars, huh? but the moon has spots on it and stars fall sometimes. Hmm? But that will never happen to these people, where they've gone. These friends of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they never return from that place. I could compare it to Cupid, hmm? but when Cupid enters the heart, because he, this is some Narmasaka sensibilities, he's very charming, very beautiful. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. He has great potential for a romantic life that I could assist him in, something like that. I could compare it to Cupid, but, but when Cupid enters the heart, one, one, one gets merged in samsara, but when he, when his figure enters your heart, one gets liberated from samsara. So if there is any scene that I could compare this with, there's one that comes to my mind. What is that? That Krishna is sitting on the banks of the Jamuna with his friends, eating rice and yogurt, picnicking in Vrindavan. I think they said that that's an apt. Uh, comparison, Gor Krishna ki jai. <laughs> so, we talked about something about the Pogandalila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Bhagavan Sri Krishna. Shri Shri Radha Krishna ki jai, Krishna Balaram ki jai, Gauranga Mahaprabhu ki jai. So with that, um, we're going to give initiation to one of our students. Harinam initiation, and I'm going to impart also the Gopal mantra to one of our students as well. So let me do that first. Where's Nanda Kumar? There he is, come. So, um, this, uh, this is the main uh, Diksha Mantra of our Sampradaya Gopal Mantra. And um, the spirit behind this mantra, Jiva Goswami, explains in Bhakti Sandarbha. This mantra should be chanted with, with this type of um, feeling. Mm-hmm. May I, my Guru Maharaj, my Guru has given me this mantra by which it's possible for me to attain a place in life in the Leela of Krishna in Vrindavan. Hmm? May I be successful in that by the grace of my Guru and Krishna, this is the Spirit. So it's a, behind the chanting of this mantra is an aspiration to enter into the Leela. And that may be as a gopi or a gopi that we have to talk with our Guru about. Hmm? There's the spirit behind it. So you should think that this is what I, what I chant. You can do that. You're chanting Hare Krishna too. But this is this is what we're all about. There's different motives for chanting things you might want. 
This is the most powerful one. You might think, I should focus, please, holy name, free me from material desire. That's good too, but if you properly understand what that ideal is, then this is very powerful. It will drive away material desires. It will make you embarrassed to have material desires and be aspiring for such a thing at the same time. You see, I'm aspiring for this every day, and I'm doing this. That doesn't make any sense. I have to leave that behind. I really want that. Then I can't want anything else. It's not possible. Yeah. So the more you think about that, I mean, so you have to understand what it is, of course. And so we have some... I give a lot of classes to help us understand that properly. Hmm? So this is the center, uh, really, of the uh, the culture of Rag Bhakti, uh, the seed, the, the, the kind of... so. Right, you understand that, right? We discussed that. So um, now I want to give you this Gopal Mantra, and later, sometime later... And I'm going to give you some other mantras, also Diksha mantras. But I'm going to give you this mantra, and I'm going to ask you to chant 108 times a day on your Japa Mal, along with your Hare Krishna mantra chanting. Okay, that's how you think about it. And, and this mantra is also explained in Gopal Tapani Upanishad. So yeah, I've written a commentary on that. You study Gopal Tapani Upanishad. This is the Upanishad that Tapani sheds light on Gopal, <coughs> the meaning, the significance of Gopal Krishna. Okay? Do we have that book here? Yeah. Okay, so you can get that from Duval Chandra. Gopal Tapaniti Jai. Okay, come, please. Going to import the Nam, Nam Mantra. This is just composed of the names of Krishna, hmm? uh, with no um, nothing else attached to it. All the names are in the vocative case. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked his students, really mandated that they chant this mantra. Okay, You chanted the mantra, all of us chanted, we chanted with Agni here for forever. Um, but now I'm going to speak the mantra into you and I'm going to give you this Tulsi Mala to chant on. And, and, and uh, you will chant with the middle finger and the thumb on each bead and you start with this big bead here, and you chant one time around here, that's one one round we call it, then back the other way is two, then three, four, like this. You don't chant the, this bit, it's like, like a tree, you start at the bottom of the trunk and go to the top, pick a fruit and come back down, okay? <laughs> fruit of love of God, that's what you want, right? So there is some counting, um, but it's not about counting, it's about chanting, so you, you know, we... Uh, you can count, um, or you can chant one round, see how long it takes, and set a clock, and just when the alarm goes off, then you've met your your vow for the day. Okay, but typically we give the beads along with a sack. I call it <laughs> like this, <laughs> and you can put it around your neck, and then and you put your hand in like this. And this is for this finger sticks out like that, so you can chant with these two fingers, right? Now, um, usually with these, I don't have what, but you can ask. I think Bhakti Rasa can help you and get some counter beads. So each time you do one round, you can move the counter bead. Okay, that's the technique or the technical 
uh, aspects of it. Now, at the time of giving this mantra, we also give other things. We give the Tulsi Mala, the Kunti Mala, neck beads made of the sacred basil, Tulsi. So let me give you these. I'll put them on. Yeah. Very good. Now these identify you as a devotee of Krishna, so when you go to the Shiva temple, they should know that you are the devotee of Krishna. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's take care. This broke right here. That will take some time to fix. So get, uh, get some more. Yeah, from Bhakti Rasa. So sit down, sit down. We have other things to give also. But uh, the Tulsi beads, very important. They, they just like uh, people see you and they say, what are the beads? And then you have an opportunity to tell them something important. Right? You'll think, How, where will I begin? What are those beads? Hmm. And then you get to use your mind to explain something about your ideal and practice that will leave them with a favorable impression. So now I'm going to give you two things. This is called Urdhva Pundra, Tilak. This is Urdhva Pundra means a Tilak that goes straight up and down, not like those shy bites. That goes this way. That's for a different goal. Okay. And then I have nothing against the shy bites, but I'm not one of them, and neither are you. You are now Vishnu Bhakta, right? Um, Keshavaya Namaha. Okay. That is Pundra, Urva Pundra. Now, there has to be also the Tapa. Tapa means, well, it means knowledge, it means fire, it means austerity. Hmm? So, in some Vaishnav lineages, the Tapas, they take a branding iron and tattoo you with uh, Vishnu's symbols of Vishnu, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a little more gentle. So, we mark the body with Krishna Nam. Oh, it's very beautiful, very beautiful. Krishna, Krishna. Oh. You're from South India, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> looks good on you. Okay. <laughs> very good. Okay, so that's Udvapundra, Tilak, the Tapa. Then um, there's also Yagya, uh, Tapa, Yagya, Nam, and and Mantra. Right? So the, I'm giving you the, the mantra of Hare Krishna Mantra, and the Yagya will be Nam Sankirtan, right? And I'll also give you a name, a first name and a last name. Right? Last name is Das. So we're just now waiting for the neck beads, which are coming by emergency delivery here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, good. All right, good.
Hare Krishna. Very good. These are the counter beads, so they will be tied on here. We do it like this. So these are there's sixteen here, and then there's four here. So that's well, done wrong. But anyway, there's supposed to be four here, so this knot has to be undone. But I ask you a question: Which is bigger, on the sixteen or four? Sixteen. Wrong. <laughs> you should have known. Four is bigger than sixteen because <laughs> every time we do sixteen, then we move one of these. You see. So when you do f- four, sixteen, four times sixteen rounds, that's a lack of names, one lack. So I'm not going to ask you to do that much today, but <laughs> let's uh, let me tell me how many times, how many rounds will you chant a day? Uh, six rounds a day. To start with, right? Six. Okay, that's a good beginning. Uh, you, every day. Yes. Have, have you got some time set aside for that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So I will just put these in here for now and give you this bead bag. Sack. Okay. And now I'm going to give you the Tosi beads in name. Okay. So in mantras, I'll give me, come here, give me a right here. Okay. Kamal Krishna, Kamal, Kamal Krishna, Das, Kamal Krishna, Das, Hare Krishna. So we ask all the Vaishnavas to please pray for a moment for the spiritual progress of Kamal Krishna Das. Take one moment. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I beg your pardon? Kamal means lotus. Krishna. <laughs> yes, Krishna. He's beautiful like that. Hmm? That's a symbol of beauty in the world, so represents Krishna. Hmm. So now there's a couple of um, requests. Uh, one is for a group photo. Who's asking? Oh, we have to do whatever she wants. Right? <laughs> She's put on this whole festival. I mean, others have helped, of course, but she's the main um, driving force behind it all. Well-named Bhakti Rasa Gijai. Yeah. 
And um, one commercial we have also. <laughs> so uh, the commercial is that um, uh, uh, Panchatatvadas and Sukti Devi, that's disciples of Prabhupada, who I've known forever, right? And they are uh, very much bent on helping our Sangha financially through their enterprise uh, named Tattva's Herbs. So they import herbs uh, from India, um, and they're a very high-quality uh, product. Um, and there's some techni- technical uh, uh, truth to that I won't go into, but uh, some of you, I think, uh, use their herbs. I recommend them to everyone. And uh, they also developed a product recently um, called Capomo. It's made from um, Mayan nuts. And our hope is that, that we can... Um, it's, a, it's an alternative to coffee that is a superfood at the same time. So it has a very uh, strong uh, coffee taste, um, but it doesn't have caffeine or any of the negative effects of coffee. And again, it's, it's a superfood. It comes from the Maya nut, and our idea is to distribute it widely and use the money to drive Maya nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> and so uh, he—they just—they uh, <laughs> just shipped six tons of this product to their base in Seattle, which they've, they've contemplated contemplated moving here. They've contemplated it. I think that's accurate. <laughs> it's been thought about. It's been considered, and uh, they've been doing this for a while, and already they they support our mission. Um, in, in, a, in a handsome way, um, but they, we are underfunded nonetheless because of my ambitions to serve. Uh, no, no limits. So, so, uh, so they, they, they're. Um, we want to take it to the next level, and they suggested that um, I let the devotees know about this. And um, one of the ways in which. They are now marketing is through Amazon.com, having good success there. Previously, they marketed only um, um, direct uh, retail, I think, and now it goes through Amazon. It takes some portion, obviously, but they get more circulation. So um, uh, they have suggested that uh, that we uh, what uh, present uh, that uh, y'all get some cupomo at some, you know. Discount or something. It doesn't cost. What's the package of Capomo cost? It's uh, eighteen dollars, but we'll provide a discount coupon code, so it'll be eight dollars and no shipping. Eight dollars for a package, no shipping, and all you have to do is write a review for on Amazon, Amazon.com. Even if you don't, even if you don't get it, if you trust me, it's good stuff. Write a review on Amazon.com for Capomo, C-O-P. C-A-P-O, anyway. So stand up for a minute, please. Panchatattva. Yes, everybody can see Panchatattva Das Ki Jai. Do you have a, do you have a package of Kapoma? Okay. Here, stand up here so everybody can see you and show, say a few words further, please. This is an infomercial, so, you know, this is for paid for, con- paid for content. <laughs> Yeah, 60 seconds. Yeah, 60 yeah, seconds. Here's the microphone. 
So, um, <laughs> hello, Maharaj has uh, tasked me, I think, in this lifetime and previous lifetimes with seemingly impossible goals, such as <laughs> distributing books to uh, to whomever at uh, immense quantities. So, he's tasked me with tapas herbs and my wife, Sukti was uh, meeting a also seemingly impossible goal of $10,000 per month. <laughs> so we are not anywhere near that. <laughs> but no pressure. But we think with the Capomo, because it's such a incredible product, people, everyone loves coffee. Popular. Pop, it's popular, let's say. And there's not much in the way of coffee substitutes out there. And we've quickly moved into the number two or three spot on Amazon, but we want to become Amazon's recommended in their prime. If anyone's seen that, it's a big deal. So we need reviews and we need, uh, sales are great, but we need lots of reviews to get us into that point. Anyway, so this, I'll, I'll leave this up here and you can take it and smell it. Uh, it makes a cup of, Capomo, which is full of calcium, magnesium, L-tryptophan, all kinds of proteins. It's, it was actually used by the Maya civilization. That's why it's called Maya nut. It's also called Ramon seed, and we call it Capomo. It comes from Mexico and Guatemala and Central America. So uh, this is how it looks. We are repackaging it at this point. We have it in a two-pack and a four-pound coming. So what we're doing for the festival is we'd like you to sign just your name and email address if you want, and then we will send you a code that will be Capomo108, and then you log on to your Amazon Prime. With the code, it'll be just $8, and we'll send you a full 12-ounce bag. This is about, uh, depends on how strong you make it, about two weeks to four weeks worth of Capomo. And... Uh, also, one of our uh, more popular products is called Chon Prush. So we'll send a two-ounce sample of Chon Prush along with it. So uh, in addition to that, we would l ask you to like us on Facebook and write a review on Amazon when you receive it. And I, we think you'll love it. Yes? You can make it in a French press, a coffee drip. I like to make it just in a, in a saucepan with two tablespoons of capomo and, and bring it to a boil and it makes a beautiful froth and then strain it into a fresh press or just strain it through a coffee. And it can be reused and it's a wonderful product for uh, fertilizer. We're also coming out with um, a cake, a, a compostable cake cup for those lazy coffee drinkers. But K-Cup has taken over 50% of the market, so this is a big opportunity for us. Uh, but it's fully compostable, so I'm trying to respect that. So that'll be out in a month or two. Yes? If you go to smile.amazon.com, a portion of the sales will go towards Saragrahi if you select Saragrahi as who you would like to donate to. It's not totally nonprofit. It doesn't take any money away from Panchatattva's. Or from Guru Maharaj, it just adds to Saragrahi. 
And once you link it, it automatically, it automatically goes. Yeah. And reviews by people who have purchased are more highly regarded than just someone making a comment. Yeah, they're called verified purchaser. Um, we've also been under attack by our competitors. So we it's it's a big, serious issue. Uh, probably five people out of 90 have written really nasty things like it tastes like dirt, smells like gasoline, one star. And that mathemat mathematically brings us down to 3.8, 3.9, and we need to be over four. So we need, you know, maybe 25 star reviews to counteract that. So that's a we have many volunteers get five star reviews to a promo. <laughs> okay, very good. So, and then we have a full line of Ayurvedic herbs, oils, best turmerics, and uh, etc. Uh, and this is a coffee substitute, obviously an alternative. And there are other products out there, and they uh, they are some of them are well. What's the biggest known coffee alternative? Ticino. It must be a multi-million dollar it is business, right? So there's no reason that Capomo couldn't be uh, the new Ticino. Actually, it has some Mayan nut in it, doesn't it, the Ticino? Ticino just puts a little bit of Capomo Just a little bit of Capomo. Yeah, we got the whole thing. This is gluten-free. <laughs> gluten-free. Ecodacy friendly. Ecodacy friendly. Man, that's... That's worth five stars. <laughs> and, and vegan. It's got to be vegan. It's, yeah, it's completely vegan. Wow. It's an amazing not, okay. product. Please do your research. You read about it. I mean, it's uh, civilizations. That, in in uh, South Central America, uh, they use it as a flour, and they use it to make tortillas and breads and cakes, etc. And it's a really incredible uh, protein source. We take the flour, we, we, we harvest the nut in January or February. It comes from a huge tree taller than these, and then sun-dry it. And then we roast it into a cup. We uh, sun-dry it and then roast it for five hours, and it becomes like a coffee. So that's how we're presenting it at this point. At this point, we're full up on the on the coffee substitute, but that's a whole another avenue we can approach, yeah. It also increases lactation in women, if there's any women out there, about 10 to 15 percent. It's just simply too much to talk about. Capomo's amazing. Cows love it, too. Yeah, this it's given to cows, so um, thanks to my wife, Sipti, for the design work and, and the support. and. Uh, It's a big, big amount of money, but somehow or other, Mars seems to help. Okay. <laughs> it will be coming in other flavors too. No, oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to be adding vanilla, chocolate. Right now, it has. Right now, this is the natural. Kapomo Kijai. Thanks. Okay, so now we have a group photo. Where is that going to be? Stay there. Okay, you're all going to come around.